Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamily Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Welcome, welcome back, guys, for another episode of the Beauteous Me podcast. I am always excited to bring on new guests onto the show. And what I always seem to see is that we have so much elevation in the women that come onto the show and just bring about and inspiring and sharing this story. And so what's unique about this guest is that we're actually going to talk about books and writing books. And a lot of us love to write books, but we're going to get a little bit um, personal with Maria. Maria is the mother of three and owner of Cardinal Rule Press. She is also the author of a parenting book. Maria is dedicated to having her publishing company produce picture books that empower children with timeless messages of hope, courage, and the golden rule. She works diligently to have Cardinal Rule Press release children's literature that represents today's diversity while remaining dedicated to messages that make a difference. She works closely and diligently with her authors. She's always helping them to have the most successful launches possible, even during a global pandemic. Maria, I'm really excited mm-hmm. to have you here. And I think as a mom, it's always exciting to have um, a children's book author, uh, but also one who created her own publishing company. So can you just tell us a little bit about your story and how you got here? Absolutely. Yes. I actually started in the classroom um, and I saw the need for, you know, I saw a need for diverse picture books. Um, I worked in a very diverse classroom. I had a lot of Indian American students and there was this guilt that I had when I was reading books to them, because oftentimes I I don't think they could ever really see themselves in the books as far as, you know, what they looked like in their skin color. And I was always trying to find books that really um, they could connect to. And that's when I first started writing because I thought, gosh, well, if it's not out there, why don't I write the book? So I wrote Spaghetti in a Hot Dog Bun, and it's a story about courage and confidence and bullying. Um, And then it went really well and people responded well to it. It's realistic fiction. And so I continued to write and I resigned from teaching it at some point. I think I, after my second book, I resigned from teaching to grow my family and to also grow my writing business. And for many years, I was just by myself writing. Um, and then about seven years ago, I said, you know what? I want to give other people the opportunity to do this and to get their stories out in the world. Because I I was kind of done. I was like, I've shared my story. I've shared some of my students' stories with permission. And, um, you know, I'm a Caucasian woman and there's only so much I can share. And I was looking to get more diversity in books. And I didn't feel like I could really do that as the writer. Um, And so Cardinal Rule Press started. And I'm just so proud of the company that um, has been built and not to say that it doesn't come with its headaches. You know, it's it's a Saturday that we're recording this. And I was up early this morning trying to deal with some um, copyright and trademark issues of people selling and doing ads on Facebook with some of our company products. So, you know, it's not that it's glorious every day, but for the most part, um, I love the legacy that we're leaving for children. I love it. So what has your writing journey been like specifically? You know, as a writer, you have to kind of immerse yourself in the story. 
How has it been just switching a role as an adult and immersing yourself into children's stories? Yeah, I think um, one of the things that's been really helpful is I was a, um, I used to write in a diary when I was a kid. I have 23 completely filled diaries. I would go back into those diaries and it kind of helped me to put myself in the shoes of a third grader, a fourth grader, and to really get that feeling like, where are they coming from? Um, And then because you can't just write the story from your perspective as an adult. You have to think about your audience and the audience's, you know, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, 10-year-olds. Um, so you have to be able to do that. Yeah. So that's kind of been the journey as I've been able to tap into that. And then my own children too, um, being able to see what they're going through. Um, definitely one of my stories, The Fruit Salad Friend, was inspired by um, situations that my children were going through and difficulties they were having with their friendships. I love it. So it's a great segue for me to ask you what, (laughs) tell us your favorite book and why is this your favorite book? Okay. So the favorite book that I've written, is that what you're asking? Written and read. Okay. So the favorite book I've written is The Potato Chip Champ because it's a story um, about a little boy who doesn't have a lot of things, but he has a lot of friends. And when I was growing up, I was always jealous of people in the neighborhood who had all the latest and greatest toys. Um, But as an adult, I see that you know, to have these true friendships and to really have joy in life. It's about the people you surround yourself with. It's the person you are. And it's not about all the stuff. Um, You know, all the material things can't bring you happiness. Happiness and joy come from within. So I love that story. And my favorite book right now, there is a book called Walk with Vanessa. It's a children's picture book. And it's actually wordless. And it is my current favorite Yes. And because the pictures take you through this journey and this story, and it's so powerful, and it just reiterates that actions speak louder than words. Um, You know, this author illustrator didn't have to say a thing. They just showed it in the illustrations, and it's a powerful message of um, standing by others and being a team. You know, storytelling is important, and it is something that I use in therapy. I actually have a friend who is a licensed therapist just as myself, um, but her part in her practice is she uses bibliotherapy and she really focuses on books and telling stories and connecting that with mental health. So she does bibliotherapy in that aspect. A tool that I love to use is narrative therapy on the individual telling their story and how they want to see themselves um, throughout that process. What people don't understand is that books are important. They, you can immerse yourself in a world to either escape from the realities of what's going on when you have stress, when you have traumas. Um, it's a coping skill for some folks. I think people have this negative uh, perception of books because schools, right? They force you to read the hundred book challenge, you have to read this many books. And so when you are forced to do something, human nature, what do you do? You, you, you step back and like, you just have this, I don't like reading. I don't want to read. I don't, you know, when you feel forced to do something. So I say this to say is that, um, I think it's important for us to encourage parents to teach their children the beauty of books. And how important storytelling is and how important it is for um, 
people to develop a unique sense of themselves because there is a book for everyone, whether you love to go to the self-help section, whether you love to go to um, fiction, nonfiction, it, it, it all depends. Um, but this is important. So I say that to say that I wanted just to kind of get your opinion on the book ban that's going on. I do understand there are some books that are um, too... I would want to say intense for children of a certain age. They're written um, for, they're written or promoted for a certain age group, but really what's written in there is not appropriate. Um, and, and that's more in, in discussing d- child developmental, sexual developmental, et cetera. Um, but with regards to the book ban and you being a publisher and an author, what are your thoughts? Well, <clears throat> I, think that all books should be available. And I think that um, I think it, it's really up to the parents and the teachers uh, what books that they're giving to their students. And I don't think it should be up to a state you know, legislation uh, as far as what books should be appropriate. I don't think that they know what is appropriate for children. Um, you know, I just I just did an interview with um, someone a couple days ago and they um, identify as they them and they found a book that really um, they could identify with the character and that made a really big difference in their life and in their their social emotional growth and in their mental health and if a book can do that for someone why take that away so I am against the book bands um, I actually Kelly Lang um, she has a book series and one of her books was banned. And she, um, out of that, that feeling of um, anger and upset and, and you know, um, all those feelings she had through the from her book being banned, she wrote another story. And it's for um, children probably ages like 8 to 13. And I got it at the library for my daughter the other day. And I was like, yes, this is so awesome. And I'll have to look up the name. But I was so excited to support Kelly and her efforts to kind of like you know, this is happening, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep sharing stories for, you know, children. And um, so that's those, I'm, I could keep going on, but no, I'm not. No, no, no. And I think that's okay. And I think I also want to just kind of piggyback on what I said, um, just to kind of clarify. So I, I am not for the book ban. I do, I do believe that some things are being marketed to the wrong population, um, but that, again, there's a uniqueness in storytelling. There is a uniqueness in um, you being able to express yourself freely. Um, there is a uniqueness in people connecting with other folks, right? So Cardinal Press, if we think about Cardinal Press, you as a white woman created this publishing company because you wanted to see diversity out there because yourself as an author was like, there's no real representation of number one, New York City, of, <laughs> of uh, you know, just people in general. And I think that is amazing because representation does matter. People have to fit in and everyone is in a unique journey in life. And so um, with this book ban, it, it, I think what people have done strategically is that they've taken certain books to the forefront and said, this is what's going to be promoted and this is what's horrible and your kids are going to be um, traumatized or they're going to change and they want to, you know, uh, you know, kids are impressionable. So, so these things are going to happen. Um, however, it, it leaves this, it leaves a forcedness, if you will, that um, 
we're not accepting of everyone. And I, and, and, and that's, that's the, the biggest concern. So I kind of wanted to go back to that just to uh, make sure I clarify to the audience that, yeah, there are books that are totally inappropriate. And I could say that as a therapist, cause I've seen some of those books and I see, um, books that are, are really not okay for, for certain children. Um, especially, you know, with my history of working with a lot of kids with trauma. However, I also do believe that, um, we are in a society that's like taking away our, writing freedom, if you will. <laughs> yeah, and can I say something else yeah. about that? It's um, if parents are listening. Uh, the book ban shouldn't be where you're putting your energy. Yeah. Your energy should be putting focus on what your children are seeing online Thank and you. screen time. <laughs> yeah. um, let's let kid re- kids read books. And if for some reason they read something in a book that they shouldn't be, uh, at least they're not seeing it online because I mean, there are things happening on the school buses and in schools today. And that's where parents' energy should be right now. Let's let kids select books. Of course, take a look at what they're reading, but really put your energy into uh, digital media. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. I, I, just a side note, I think my son was really young and all of a sudden he was curious. He heard a word in school and went on YouTube and I was like, Lego, what? Oh my God. <laughs> and it, you know, you're absolutely right. So as a parent, if you're not paying attention, you give your kid a head of set, fo- a, a, a headphones, and they're watching something else. Then, then you're kind of wondering because it's, it's visually there. So, I, I totally, yeah. <laughs> you know, I did want to just say, um, the book that I was mentioning, I yeah. looked it up. It's um, so Kelly Yang's book. Her first book was Front Desk, and her second book, the one that just came out, is called Finally Seen. Um, so I'm, and she's a New York Times bestselling author. So if they're banning New York Times bestselling authors, you know, there's something to be said. Yeah, about absolutely. That too, so absolutely. So Maria, you also do a lot of speaking engagements. And I think the art of speaking is again, storytelling. So can you tell us what are some of your favorite topics that you feel the most inspired when you are doing a speaking engagement? Ooh, this is a wonderful question. I don't think anyone has ever asked me this before. Wow. Um, so I used to speak at schools to children, and I don't do that so much um, anymore since the pandemic. I, I do some um, some virtual events. So my, my conversations with kids is usually about uh, situations when I was a child. I was, I was teased for the weird food that I ate, um, like spaghetti and a hot dog bun. And you know, yesterday I probably had a taco for breakfast because that was leftover. So I, I, those are the stories I share with children. Um, but I did do a keynote recently, um, at the Holocaust museum in Mm. Dallas, Texas. And, um, it was the first time I ever shared, um, the story of, I was a bystander, um, in a drowning and I ended up, um, saving two individuals, but one Mm. drowned during that And so I told that story and how much I learned from it that, you know, um, courage and stepping in and helping, even though you're scared and you don't know what's going to happen, the importance of that and how that situation changed who I am and really the trajectory of where I wanted to go with my life. Um, And at the time when that drowning happened, um, I was still teaching. And after that, I I knew that I wanted to reach more individuals and I wanted to really 
speak to the concept of being a bystander and how having the courage to stand up for others can make a difference. It can save a life. Um, so in, in a nutshell, I was young. I was in my 20s and I was a teacher and it was summer and you know, I won't tell the whole story, but I heard people yelling for help. And there was always teenagers in the summer who would like goof around. So I ignored it um, until I didn't and um, took a kayak out and was able to um, save a mother and a child, but the father drowned. Um, So that story, that's one story that I share because it really changed my life. So, and I've only shared it once, but now it's on this podcast. There you go. There you go. Maria, I... I am really, truly inspired. Number one, as, as a woman (laughs) for, you know, to, for you to do the work that you do, can you share some resources for other women who want to begin to publish either their own book or a children's book? Um, and where would they begin? Yes, there are so many resources or resources out there. Um, you know, I say, I say you don't need to hire anyone to help you do it. There, Everything is online. So if you want to go into children's picture books um, and chapter books, I would go to SCBWI. It's the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. There's a lot of support and free learning there. Um, and if you want to write a memoir or an adult novel, um, I would look into, um, there's an organization called Hope Writers, and they help support you with accountability. Um, and there's there's so many different writing groups out there. So really just finding other individuals in your community who are also writing. Sometimes the library will host, um, get people together, and to be able to have other people who you can say, okay, I have a goal of writing a chapter a week. And that person checks in with you. And maybe that person is a critique partner. They read each chapter mm-hmm. for you. Um, so I would start with those two hope writers and SCBWI and google.com will help you out. I love it. I love it. I love it. Maria, what other resources do you have for our listeners and where can they find you? Well, actually, no, I'm going to step away yeah. from the resources. Yeah. I want you to share one of your favorite um either pieces of advice or quotes that you've read from any book. Oh, okay. Um, uh, okay. Well, I would have to look it up, but I can and, do that in a, a real quick That's second. okay. Um, <laughs> do you know the, um, what is the movie? Uh, the Showsman. No. The shows. The Showman? The greatest, the greatest showman. showman. The greatest showman. Yes. I love that movie. I have watched it several times. I'm completely, completely motivated and inspired by that movie. So here is a quote from that movie um, I will share with you. Um, in the song, the music, there is a song. Um, oh, this is me. That song, This Is Me. Everything from that song. So if you listen to that song. Um, okay, here's a quote. Comfort, the enemy, progress. P.T. Barnum. Ooh. That's a mm-hmm. I love it. You yeah. know why I love it? Because you are sharing with people to get out of your comfort zone. If you want to see, mm-hmm. if you want to see progress, you need to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And here's one other one, because I mentioned the song, This Is Me. I am brave. I am bruised. This is who I'm meant to be. This is me. And I love that because 
like you had mentioned, you worked with a lot of children in trauma. We we have our stories. We come from these pasts. But instead of trying to rewrite the past, which we can't, embrace that past as part of your journey and say, this is me. Now I'm moving forward. I get to write the rest. I'm going to move forward. I get to be in the present and I get to decide where I'm going in the future. I love it. I love it. Maria, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Get some books, your Instagram handle. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so um, if they wanted to connect with me personally, they can always email me and I'm happy to answer questions. I check my email. I'm 44. I still do that. Um, Maria at cardinalrulepress.com. And we are most active on Instagram and that's under Cardinal Rule Press. And then I am um, have Maria Desmondi books. So I'd love to connect with your listeners and to continue the conversations that parents should be having and empowering women should be I having. Love it, I love it. Maria, thank you so much for sharing not only your inspirational story, but inspiring other women to write a story, to put themselves out there, to be bold, and to let go of comfort. Thank you so much, Maria, for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. Don't forget to use the hashtag beauteousmepodcast for your feedback.